Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show in true fashion. It's Friday the 13th. And it's not 5.30 in the morning when we normally start the show. It is 5.40 in the morning because nobody could get into blog talk. So we were having this whole chat conversation with Eric and Francis and Liam, and we're all on now. So we're like, how do we get on? And we just kept trying, and Liam finally tried another station, and he said, hey, other ones are working, and here we go. We're on. So yay! Because I got so many questions about the virus, about the coronavirus. And it says here, like, Nadia, um, I hope you're well. If time, I have a question for tomorrow, and I'd like to remain anonymous. This virus is really isolating people. I'm trying to volunteer, but it seems as though even local officials don't know how to ease everyone's concerns. I know this is an extremely complicated question, but I'm going to ask, how can we help in loving ways to anyone during this time without them thinking we are going to infect them? I believe this will only become more challenging in the next few weeks. It seems as though any leadership is at a standstill. If there's any way you could address this in your loving way, it would be most appreciated with much love your way. And then there was another one. Where was the other question? I thought I um, copied them all. Oh, let me get rid of this. There's so much going on at one time. But the coronavirus is here. I know we all know it. Susan Alrick writes, can we talk about the pandemic virus, please? I feel it is really gifting us and being in the moment, collaborating from heart and appreciating what we could, what we can do now doing our best. It also teaches us how fear literally shuts down our brains. I feel this might be the biggest gift. We are learning to get over fear and how important it is for our well-being to do so. Thank you. Awesome show every day, which is very cool. Thank you. So I go, you know, I've been thinking about it. My sister called me this morning, and the minute she heard my voice, she started to cry because we live, she lives in Chicago and I live here. And she's been trying to get in touch with me for a couple of days, and I've been really busy, and today I'll be home. So I thought, okay, I will catch up. And I've been, in a weird way, preparing and, and, and just getting all my ingredients and whatever and kind of preparing for a long haul of being home, which is what most people are doing right now. And for the first time in my life, I saw empty shelves in stores. I took pictures of them and I go, holy cow, you know, one day we're going to say the shelves stores were empty. And I know it happens in hurricane situations and different isolated situations, but this is happening to our world, to everyone. It doesn't care who you are. It doesn't care where you live. It doesn't care how much money you have, how much status you have, how much you don't have. It doesn't know anything about you. Yet it's something that's affecting every single one of us. 
So I thought about that, and I said, you know, Christ, what's up? What's up? And he said, it's just like love, right? It affects every single one of us. Doesn't care who we are, doesn't care where we live, doesn't care why we're here, doesn't care how much money we have, doesn't care what kind of car we drive. We're still susceptible. We still are love. And just like this, this doesn't know who anybody is either. And I thought, yeah, but this is hurting us. And he said, is it? Is it hurting us? It's taking some people home, yes. And what it did, I'm going to go back to the scene in the grocery store. For the very first time in a grocery store, people were talking to each other, saying, can you believe this? Wow, we have to take care of ourselves. Oh, my God, we have to take care of each other. How do we do this? How do we do that? And conversations. A feeling like there's nothing, no barriers between us because it's affecting all of us. Didn't matter how much money someone has. Didn't matter what car they drove. It didn't matter where they live. Didn't matter why. All that mattered was we're all finding a way to take care of ourselves and each other. This bringing the world to the attention of what is really, really important. We got so far away from paying attention to each other and caring about each other. We walk past each other as though we're not even all human beings. And it doesn't mean we stop and talk to every single person. But all of the sudden, what's important is actually what's important. It has nothing to do with who we are. It just has to do who we are as people. And it's kind of interesting how everything else is stripped away. Status, cars, homes, schools, sports, lifestyles, arguments, different cultures, different political views. It's like diminishing in power because the only thing that's important now is our health. And it's funny because that's all that ever should be important is our health because without it, how do we live life? And now we're working together again. We don't have a working system yet, but we are creating it. We are working together. We're learning to break down what is broken down and fix what we can fix. And we're forced to think of a human life as opposed to who the human is. Think about that. We are forced to think of a human life again as opposed to who the human being is. We're having to live in isolation, which gives us that quiet to think about it as to what works and what doesn't work when we are able to come back to each other. All the financial things that are taking away should never have been in place in the first time and in the first place. People who don't have savings are being excused and looked at as, 
we got to take care of this first. If if that's true, because a lot of stuff that was said the other night to our country turned out to not necessarily have a working system behind it. And now we're used to that, and the voices of truth are getting louder, and the voices that can't deliver are getting quieter. Because right now, we are not here to be told something that isn't true. We need the truth. We are finding the truth with or without what people tell us. We are learning to take care of ourselves and each other. This is the time in our history, if there ever was a time in our history, where no stone is left unturned. The system that we have now, everything, it's, it's been being exposed for the last three years. Opposite views have been in front of us for so long. Doesn't matter which view, just opposite views. In fighting in the people who are running our country, which showed us how our country is being run. And now we're learning how our health system looks. We're learning how our food supply looks. We're learning how our pharmaceutical supply looks and how much power everything has. We're watching our monetary system respond. We're watching our entertainment and all of our social outlets and sports avenues. We are seeing the supply chain and all the vendoring that goes on around all of these events. Our entire world, as we know it, a halt. There was nothing in our world that could come to a screeching halt like it is right now. And here this virus is taking responsibility for bringing us back to what's important. This is a time, weirdly, of cleansing. The changes that happen are a result of this time and whatever didn't serve us well prior to this time will be interrupted long enough, hopefully, to not come back. We have learned to deal with each other in a predatory style which left us feeling isolated. When the anonymous question said, this is very isolating, we already felt isolated, but quietly. Now we're really isolated, and we have time to think about why and how we want to live life once this has passed. This is like, you know, when you're in school and there's a snow day and you stay home and you can't wait to go back to school and see everybody. We will be happy to see each other again. We will not want to take advantage of each other because now we're looking at each other differently. Now when we go see the elderly, we don't want to get them sick. If we ourselves have the virus, we have other things to deal with and talk about and take care of. And if we make it through that part of it, we will come back enriched. 
This has just made politics look silly. It made the monetary system we have look like, why do we charge, you know, all these payments they're, they're telling us that we don't have to do and all these fees that we have and all this stuff that we do and all of it's suspended. Our school system just showed us how many kids are hungry without school. They get two meals a day at school, breakfast and lunch. And they were just talking about in New York, 11 million kids are fed breakfast and 22 million lunch every single day. And they are not shutting down the schools to feed the kids, even if that's the only part that they're keeping open. They're also not shutting down schools because they were just saying this morning it's one of the safest places they can be. They're trying to figure out why kids aren't getting it. Why are only adults? It's like middle-aged people and older people are more susceptible. People with pre-existing conditions are more susceptible. So now they're studying in the Cleveland Clinic. What is it in kids? that they have that this virus is not affecting them, which is a good thing, but they can't figure it out. They're trying to figure it out. It brought back to light the importance of science. It brought back to light the importance of preparation. It brought back to light paying attention to the things that matter and letting the things that don't go. This is a highly unusual way. But boy, when God shows up, he shows up pretty darn big, doesn't he? It's such an interesting, I want to say phenomenon, because my son is in baseball. We were planning today to go to Arizona. And we didn't. Getting on a plane was something I had to think about. But that's not why we didn't go. And then I thought, well, I could drive. That's about seven mile, seven hours, but at least we're in our car contained. And then when we get there, we have to interact with people. We have to eat in a restaurant. We have to stay in a hotel. All of that involves dealing with other people to a level of intimacy, at least physical intimacy, in terms of touching things. And I thought, wow, look at all the stuff I had to think about just to go to Arizona. Two months ago, all I would have thought about was getting to the airport on time. And then who was going to pick me up or was I going to rent a car once I got off the plane? Never thought about being on the plane. Never thought about eating in a restaurant. Never thought about what would happen in the hotel. I did not know until the coronavirus that our biggest industries travel. I did not realize how many jobs were involved around one sporting event or one concert. We are now thinking about the things that mean something, every single human being's life. Our food, our health, and our well-being. Everything else is a far second right now. And still, there's like this weird denial that it's just going to go away. And it may, and I hope so. But it won't go away until we learn our lessons. 
until we get back to that fork in the road and we repave it. We repave that road with what's important, with love. Things like this do not happen by mistake. And we'll we'll be forced to learn. We'll be forced to learn what works and what doesn't work, what to keep and what we don't keep, and why. And Liam writes in the chat, ironically, it's a great situation for the climate change campaigners with all the planes grounded. The planes, the ships, the trains, the buses, the businesses. Imagine every single step of our world we forgot about and now we're seeing everything just flash before our eyes as to how things work and why they work that way and how we got there and what we had to do to strip that away. Just to strip it away. We were going so fast, we were on a runaway train and we didn't know where we were running away. I was just in Italy in August. We are now in March. I can't go to Italy. I can't go to France. I can't go anywhere right now. We're all in our homes. We're all isolated from each other. So how can we help? Eliana or... No, that wasn't Eliana. That was Susan. The gifting. The gifting. It is a gift. Because we have to look at it that way. Because there's something we're learning here, and that's each other. We are relearning each other. How can you help in a loving way? Pray for us. I know that sounds funny to say, but prayers are powerful. Prayers are powerful. We have to ask for what we really need, not what we think we want that will make us. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.